Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Tenth, two thousand twenty-one. The time is about eleven thirty a.m. Ready, Newman PC does conduct Zoom conferences every single day. For those people who are listening to this in the podcast, radio, and on the media, you can check our timings at rnlockgroup.com. For those people who are in the conference, if you want to ask any questions, you can press. Uh, you can raise your hand. We'll announce with your name to ask a question. Balvinder. Um, hi, uh, Rahul. Uh, good morning. Um, my priority date is in November 2016, mm-hmm. and uh, if my date become current in October uh, this year, I can mm-hmm. file uh, I-485. Is uh, it in EB2 or EB3 that you have? Uh, EB2. Okay, keep going. Yeah, so uh, the problem is my office is closing, uh, uh, the location is closing in November this year. So they are moving me to uh, another uh, office that's in different county. Mm-hmm. So how it will impact my 485 process. When you say different county, can you tell the distance between both counties? Sometimes one mile is one county. Uh, no, it's uh, like um, more than around, uh, I can say 30 to 40 miles. Oh, 30 to 40 miles seems to be within the same MSA to me. If it's if within the same drivable distance, there are a lot of different exceptions. If it's mm-hmm. 30 to 40 miles though, is it 30 miles or 40 miles? I can say 40 miles, but actually if I'm uh, uh, Googling it, it's uh, about 45 miles from my uh, one office. Um, it's better to have a consultation because what I normally say is that if it's 25 miles, you're good. If it's mm-hmm. 100 miles, you're not good. If it's mm-hmm. between, you have to consult a lawyer. That's what I say. So we need to look into the details if that's okay or not. So for that, you have to consult a lawyer, okay? I would oh. recommend if you're consulting in our office, don't pick me. It mm-hmm. should be Ryan Wick. Okay. Okay. Yep. We'll give the name of that guy in the chat if you want to. Okay. Okay. And if uh, you can take my another question, there's another location that's in the same county, about 20 miles from another office. So that will remain open. So can I request my company to move there? As I, as I said, 20 miles, you don't have to check with a lawyer. If it's more than that, you need to check with a lawyer. Is right? So if it's okay. within 20 miles, you're good. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next person, please. Ranjal. Um, hi, Rahul. Uh, good morning. Uh, thank you for arranging this session. Uh, I have a few questions. I'll try to run them quick. Um, I have my in-laws here since February. They landed on 5th of February. Uh, mm-hmm. Their I-94 expires on 5th of August. Their flight mm-hmm. is on 1st of August. Uh, if we need to extend their stay, when can we... Uh, when can we, or what should we do? What, when, how is the latest we can start all that process? Normally you need to file within 45 days, not before 45 days. Within, within 40. 45. 
So if it's expiring in August 8th, is right what you said? 5th. Yeah, somewhere anywhere after July 1st would be an appropriate time. Okay. There are two ways of filing it. You can file it manually, where you can club your mother-in-law and father-in-law into one application, okay. which you're going to save some money, or you can file it online. My strong suggestion is file online. Don't do it because there are a lot of errors that people do that screws people thing up. I will file online and pay that extra money though, rather than okay, deal so, with lawyers. So there is an extra uh, charge for uh, filing it online? You could say that. You can't file into one application. You have to file two separate applications. So it's going to cost extra for you. Okay. And uh, how long does it take for uh, them to approve it or they can continue staying beyond 5th of they August? Can they can continue staying be beyond 6th of August, 5th of August. And then you apply for six months for them. Okay. Don't yeah. apply for four or, four or two months. Okay. All right. Uh, my next question is unrelated. Uh, my wife is uh, thinking about... Uh, it has some ideas, uh, business ideas, and she is on H1. Both of us are on H1. I'm actually on H4. Uh, so what's the best way to go about it? You're on H4 EAD or H4? Just H4. Business ideas. There are two different things. If it's an investment, you don't have a problem. If it's something, your, your contribution is needed for it. For example, if you're going to buy Microsoft stock, do they need you? No. To do anything, you won't do anything, is right? That's perfectly fine. But if you are expected to do something, well, for example, if, um, if you want to open a restaurant and you know manage it, that's not allowed. Okay, so what's the way to go around it? So she's a software professional, so she's thinking in terms of uh, that business line. You have, there is no way go go around it. Okay, all right. Okay, well, that's all my questions, sir. Thank you. Next person, please. Harinder Singh. Hi, uh, Rahul. Uh, my priority date is April 2015, and I have applied for a downgrade already this month uh, from EB2 to EB3. My question is related to birth certificate. So I'm from Delhi. From the MCD website of Delhi, I downloaded my birth certificate. Uh, this is the birth certificate. That's perfectly good. Yeah, it doesn't have a seal or signature, but I think it's fine, right? And That's the fine. date of birth format... Like my main question is the registration date on the birth certificate is 2019. Will it have any impact or? Sometimes they ask questions on it. I wouldn't do anything right now. Just submit it. It's not a problem. Okay. And, and like the date format is M, uh, DD, MM, YYY. That's, I know how it is. That's fine. You're good. Okay. Not a problem. Oh, which I'm part of, which, which part of Delhi you are? I don't like Delhi people. <laughs> I'm from Dwarka. Oh, okay. My wife yeah. is from Chani, Chani Chowk. Oh, nice. Nice. My okay. relatives live there. So that's nice. Okay. Okay. Next so person, I don't need to do anything. Just wait. Uh, right now, don't do anything. Um, because just submit the birth certificate. Get the affidavits also and collect other documents that I will give a link to you in there. Okay. Collect the other documents. Not the non-availability certificate, other documents. But don't submit it. I'll give you the link to you in the chat. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Sudhir. Yeah, good morning, Rahul. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, currently I was in OPT EAD. So I, my, I got this doubt while watching a video of yours. Like, can I work for two employers? If yes, like, I need to submit to my college in SEVP form, like SEVP, that 
I need to submit that I was working for both employers and also mm -hmm. like first time extension, like how to fill the form. Like I need to fill that I was working for two employers like that. Yeah. Check with the DSO though, because you can definitely work for two employers, but your DSO needs to approve it and need to update that in the, he needs to update that in the service system. That's a problem there. Some of the DSOs are helpful in doing it. Some of the DSOs are not. So you need to work with the DSO and getting it. Then you need to file two, you need to have two 983s. There's a problem there. Is that when you file a 983 though, um, when you submit to the 765, you can only submit with one 983. There's another problem. Can it be that you work for two end clients with one company? You can't do that? Yeah, I can do that, but I that's better. That's, that's, that's going to be more easier for documentation rather than two employers because sometimes the civil system doesn't behave properly with the two employers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for the guidance. Next person, please. PK. Yeah, hi Rahul. Thanks for this, sir. So my question is, my wife is on H four visa, so she has a stamping till two thousand twenty three. Uh, but like recently, I moved to a new company, and our H four uh, transfer is in progress. So um, on my question is, so she got enrolled into a master's university since she's planning to go to India for stamping. So in the worst case, right? If uh, F one gets rejected, can she can she come back on the old uh, stamping, which is still two thousand twenty? Okay. So even she though you're, even though you're not working for that company, you can okay. definitely, you can definitely come back. She can definitely come back because she's still your, uh, she's still your wife. Okay, got it. And you're meeting the H one B. Okay, but when uh, H one uh, F one gets approved or rejected, right? So what will happen to the H four status, which is in pending status right now, the transfer one? It's better that you withdraw that H four application though, if she gets the F one approved. Oh, okay. Okay. So only if it is approved or rejected, then I'll do the other one, right? Okay. That's right. Okay. Thank you, Rahul. That's it. Next person, please. Ananya. Hi. Uh, my mother is also actually here, Mama. Um, so I'm an H4 student aging out and I need to transfer to an F1. Mm -hmm. um, currently, I'm not able to go to India due to the situation back there and I was wondering if it would be okay to go to Mexico or a third party country to transfer to my F1. Uh, when are you turning 21? I turned 21 in July, the end of July. Turn 21 or turning 21? Turning 21. I'm 20 currently. Okay. I want you to first apply for F1 visa here mm -hmm. in United States with the I-20. I want you to apply for B2. Here is the reason though. You may not get an appointment in consulates in Mexico in by July. Okay. So, and even the, if you get an appointment, don't trust the appointments. They're getting canceled very, very frequently. They give, it, they give an appointment and then the, by the time you go there and they say, oh, appointment is canceled. They don't care about you. I mean, they just only care about the numbers there. Mm-hmm. So as a backup plan, I would want you to file a F1 application. Now, here is a problem. You have to maintain your status in United States until your F1 is approved and you are getting kicked out of the H4 in July of 2021. So what you need to do is that to maintain the status after you file an F1, I want you to also file a 
I want you to also file a B2 application. And if you need any assistance from this though, okay, I will give you the lawyer's name. Um, Gayatri, can you uh, keep repeating what I'm typing in? Um, okay. I'll give you a lawyer's name for you to contact. Okay. Okay. Um, but if I was to leave, uh, what if I was to get emergency? My DSO asked, uh, also, uh, I'm sorry, could you unmute my mom? Her name is Anu Gubi. Uh, she's wondering if she could ask a question. Um, also, my DSO suggested that I get an emergency appointment. Uh, those are there's there is everybody is trying to get an emergency. What's the emergency you have? Is that something that you are the only person who is going to drive the rocket into space and then we have an Armageddon coming and you're going to save it? Uh, what is the speciality that you have? Yeah. They just said that for students, they're more likely to give an emergency because I... We have noticed we have noticed it, but I don't want you to rely on these appointments though. So Rahul, uh, thanks again for taking our calls. If you can hear me, is Mexico still an option? That was my first question. It's an option, but I don't want you to put all your eggs in one basket. Sure, She's sure. turning 21 in July. You don't get an appointment. How is she going to get it? You get, she Absolutely. gets an appointment. She gets in. So you're thinking that, oh, I'm going to send my daughter with an emergency and they're going to go there and they're going to put a red carpet on your daughter. They're not going no, to do that. All the options. That's that's why we are consulting and we want to know what are all the so options. So that's, that's the reason I want you to file an F1. Okay. File a B2. If you still get an opportunity to go outside for the stamping, go for it. Yes, Mexico is an option. Okay. Because every, you know, they're conflicting uh, uh, every week, on... every every week, they keep changing. Sometimes they will tell we will take the third part, third country national. Sometimes they don't take it, and they mm -hmm. keep canceling so frequently. Even if they give an appointment and they tell you to come, don't don't cancel everything and and go there. Go there two days before because they may cancel your appointment. Okay, um, but if they, I was told that if I leave the country after applying for F1 in the country, the application that I applied in the country would get canceled. You're right. Absolutely right. That's the reason you have to pick either this choice or that choice. The reason I want to file an F1 here is I don't think so you're going to get an emergency appointment. There's a good chance that you may fail in getting an emergency appointment. That's the reason I want you to have a backup plan. Yes, you're right. If you leave the country, you practically, uh, you can, this F1 is gone. Okay. And so the B2 won't let me enter back in the country, right? No. Okay. It won't let you enter back into the country. Next person, please. Thank you. Thanks. I gave a lawyer's name. Um, uh, Gayatri just repeated because I only gave it to you, I guess. Um, I have Sunita, sent it to her, Lahul. Yeah, Sunita Kapoor, S-U-N-I-T-A, Sunita Kapoor, contact her if you need any assistance. Our office doesn't do it, but that lawyer, that law firm does it. Next person, please. Thank you so much. Satya? Hi, Mr. Reddy. Thanks for doing these sessions. Uh, I have an EB2 I-140 uh, done with my current employer in 2011. I'm still with the same employer. They submitted an EB3 I-140 and I-485 last uh, October. Mm -hmm. Right now, the 485 is pending for more than 180 days. And my is I-140 appro approved? Yeah, just approved a month back. Uh, Did you do premium processing? Yes, I had to. Yes. Okay. 
my question is if i'm considering a job change right now does my current employer have the uh, can they revoke or withdraw my i140 they can revoke but it won't affect anything of you you file a 485j supplement you can keep on moving hopping around the jobs okay thank you this seems to be a gray area like <laughs> i no there's no gray area oh, there's no gray area okay yeah. i read conflicting no... things in different websites so i thought i will check so there is there is it's not it's not conflicting things that you're reading the way you're reading is different than the way that you should be reading it okay what the what you may be reading is that if the i140 is been withdrawn within 180 days you would not be able to keep the priority date yeah you would not be exactly. that is right um but you don't need to keep the priority date to port anything your priority date is already stuck with you you're good with it that's only if you have did not file the 485 that 180 days comes into picture once you file the 485 you're good once your i140 is approved you don't have a problem with it you're good okay um, thank you thank you mr reddy thanks very much lavanya hi uh yes i'm shiva and my wife name is lavanya sure hi rahul uh i actually follow your videos all like your live sessions all the uh, every tuesday thanks for doing this first of all and i actually i'm calling regarding my wife is doing phd in data science and she is about to graduate she has been doing from last four years and uh, she is about to graduate end of this year and uh, she have enough citations she have enough uh, i i won't really uh, say enough but i don't know how much the count is because that's the reason why i'm actually trying to reach you so her her professor said she is good to apply for uh, um you know eb1 uh, category green card so i would like to know i went through the uscs website and went through the requirements that are uh, wait did she completed to... the doctorate degree or she did not yet she is not yet but she is going to be graduated by end of this year okay is she going to get the, is, did she has a job in research project or not she's been doing research uh, but she doesn't have a job yet okay uh, there are a lot of different factors there is called eb1a and eb1b eb1b requires that she must be in an outstanding researcher must be doing a research job um couple of patents will definitely help i don't know if she has any patents at this point of time um but it needs to be evaluated it's not like people think that if they have a doctorate degree it's going to be like eb2 oh i have a masters degree i can get eb2 you're right that's absolutely right but it's not true when it comes to eb1 though there are a lot of hurdles and a lot of problems in it um it needs to be independently evaluated i want you to go into the uh, one of the link that i will give it to you okay um i want you to search in there okay um and one second uh so the uh, in the uscis website for the eb1 category eb1a and eb1b category there are some um we that she has to qualify at least 3 out of 10 points given points and i went through all the points and uh, we feel like she has enough qualifications except the fact that the only reason is if you want i can tell you personally the, and uh, yeah what's the thing is that eb1a is designed for oscars and nobel prize winners and if you don't have oscar or nobel prize then you have to qualify for any of the three if you okay. have oscar or nobel you don't need anything boom yeah. you're in 
You don't need to prove any of those things. So when you say that they're qualified, uh, I don't know how you're looking into it, though. They um, told if, like two years of research, uh, two years, no, uh, the work has to be evaluated that's not, and all that strong points. That's different. That's an outstanding researcher you're looking at, not EB1A extraordinary ability. That's the reason I asked you whether there is an employer for outstanding researcher, there must be an employer who must file. Okay. Uh, if, if, uh, if she gets a job as a professor, like even like a clinical staff or even she gets professor like a researcher. So the question is, if she gets a job as a professor, is it a tenured position or a tenured track position? That's very important though. If it's okay. not a tenured track position, the universities cannot file for I-140 application. Okay. So, so all these things, you must have a knowledge about it though. Uh, definitely professors, if the university files it, it's a slam dunk, but they cannot file it unless they're tenured track. You know what a tenure, a tenure position is? Yes, okay. tenure and clinical, okay. that's all I'm aware. Okay. If, uh, if, you, if I want, I can schedule a, another personal session with you. And, yeah, you uh, but I, I, would, I would recommend Rebecca Chen in our office rather than me, okay? Okay. So okay. at least you will, if you guide us, like what are what we qualify, instead of right. rather than we assuming that we qualify, right. if better. you can guide and then us. You, you, can, you can start building it up from now onwards. Exactly, that's the main reason. Yeah. Like I have almost, we have almost yeah. eight Rebecca, months now. Can you give the Rebecca Chen's name uh, there? Sure, Rahul. Um, okay. I, I give do the appointment have a contact link. number also. I can, uh, no, I, will, go, I got go it from your give, website. Put the appointment link and then, okay. uh, and then you go with her. Next person, please. Thank you. Suresh? Yeah. Um, hi, Rahul. Uh, yeah, actually, my uh, EB3 is current, uh, but I am currently in Canada. Um, came two years back because of uh, H1 denial. So my employer does not uh, support consular processing. Um, so what option do I have to process my... Why can't you get a H1B and come in the United States? Best way is to come, come on H1B and come here and file a 485. So will I be able to apply once I return to USA in another one or two years in H1 or L1? Or is there like limitation that I need to process it if in one Is year? the final action date current or just the filing dates are current? Final action date is current. It's September 2011. You can, there are, there are still different ways of filing the I-485 uh, um, because what the rule says that if you don't file anything within one year though, it lapses though. But you can do one thing, once you come here, you can file one more I-140 using the old labor certification and file the 485 and that way you're in fresh. You don't have any problems. Okay, but still, I mean, uh, is there a limitation that I needs, needs to be done within one year or something? There's a limitation, so there are ways around it. Okay. That's what I was suggesting is file another I-140 instead of relying on the old I-140 using the same old labor certification in that way saying that, hey, you know, this is not current, that was current. So you can you can get away with that. Exception. And I can I can port the same data to the new I-140. Of course, of, of course you can. Okay. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Rohan? Yeah, hi. Hi, Rahul. Can you hear me? Yes, Rohan. Go ahead. Hi. Somehow I'm not able to turn on my camera. Uh, so my question is, uh, I am currently in US on H-1B visa and I'm mm -hmm. in India. 
so we were planning earlier to get married in may and come here on h4 but uh, due to the covid and travel plan all got postponed so now she also got selected in the h1b lottery this year and her h1b petition will be filed to my fiancés so will there be any issues in case the h1b uh, petition is approved denied or rfe in process so will there be any issue in getting the h4 visa no h1 and h4 does not cut into conflict though um if she is coming on a b2 if she is coming on f1 and then h1b is being filed they will look into the profile and they will deny those applications but if they find that she has a h1b application pending it will not affect neither negatively nor positively on the h4 application h4 is a dual intent she is saying that i want to work with coca cola she is saying that this guy is is my husband is definitely not in conflict okay so rahul one last question even if the h1b petition is approved right but we have uh, not gone for the stamping can she still go for h4 stamping even though the h1 application is approved absolutely she can okay because absolutely she can because there was one point rahul that sometimes on if she goes for the h1b stamping and they, she receives a 221g or something and then she applies for h4 stamping they can again give her a 221g i would i yeah i i i i would prefer coming her coming into h4 and changing status here so like we are fine to file the petition for h1b this year but first mm-hmm. we should apply for the h4 visa stamping and then maybe she can convert to h4. that would that would be the best strategy that i would i would adopt it's a little bit costly strategy but it's a best strategy because h4 h4 denials are very very rare h1 requires a lot of thorough investigation and other things before the issue but yeah but in case if she goes for h1 uh, rahul so uh, can h4 be impacted like can h4 be denied too yeah it it can't be denied but they will look into the factor if there is any minus points or how the h1 has been filed um there are a little bit deficiencies there it's not going to be a conclusive evidence that the h1 has been denied so they are going to deny the h4 no that is not right it will it will play a negative impact on the h4 okay and rahul in that case if i bring her on h4 uh, since it is not out like a uh, uh, change of status right first file so she has to again travel to india for getting the h1 stamp she can either do that or she can change the status here in united states okay because she is not she'll not be here in us uh, before june 30 so change of status right now cannot be filed right yeah once she comes here she can okay. you get this one approved and once she comes here she can file the change of status okay now then we'll just uh, have the h1b approved and go for h4 stamping that's fine thanks rahul next person please ajinkya we do have a travel ban guys if you forget it Thanks for, yeah. thanks for yes sir thanks for taking my question so sure. uh, i am on h1b visa and uh, we are planning to hire a nanny for my 5 months uh, old kid and we want we want to do it uh, legally for that i need to file employment identification number and be house uh, be household employer so do you know it is allowed to hire a nanny on h1b visa and be household employer you can i can Okay. You can. Okay. Absolutely, you can. No problem with it. Okay. You're legally allowed to do so. Only thing is, I will be an employer. That that's what I was concerned about. I'm doing on. You're. Yeah. Thanks for checking with me, but that's mm-hmm. not in conflict. Okay. Thank you so much. Rakesh. 
Hello, Rahul. Thank you for taking my call. My question is, uh, my company got acquired by other company after I filed for EB2, EB3 downgrade and I-485 filed. I'm currently waiting for an I-140 approval. When, when did the... When was the acquisition happened? So it happened in uh, November and I filed my downgrade in October. But my tax ID number is the same. So the, my new lawyer says we don't have to do anything because the tax okay. ID number is same. So what about, did you, is your I-140 approved or not yet? Not yet. I have a teenager. So I'm okay. What's the priority date? Uh, October 2012. Okay. Go ahead with your question. So go with the lawyer. You said No, go ahead with the question though. What is the question? Oh, the question is, uh, my new lawyer, he said, uh, we don't have to do anything like amendment or Y40 or anything because the tax ID number is same. I just want to confirm, is that right? Yeah, if the tax ID number is changed though, uh, 90, I don't know of any other reason why you need to file an amendment. If the name changed and just the tax ID number remained a change, 99% of the time, you don't need any amendment. Okay, yeah, name change, uh, but the tax ID is same. That's a tax ID number is a crucial for us. So I don't think so. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'll take the next two callers, guys. Go ahead. Devi. Uh, hi. Um, actually, my uh, H4 and EAD application, which I have filed, is expiring tomorrow. Uh, so I'll be kind of losing my job. But my employer, they wanted, they have a, a Indian uh, branch. So they wanted me to check whether I can work for Indian branch, but from US, they wanted no. to shift the no. building there. No, ma'am, you cannot. Yeah. We call that as a rule of butt. I, I invented this call called rule of butt. If your butt is sitting in United States, you're not working in India. Even if you're working for a company in Mars, mm -hmm. the Mars company, you know, the SpaceX. Okay. Okay. Even if you're working, you're logging into Mars, we don't count that one. You can't okay. say I'm working in Mars. Yeah, I already explained this to my employer, but he said, "Can I, I? We are allowing Canadian citizens to work from home. Why are we not allowing Indian citizens?" So I don't that, have answer for no, that. Canada, no, nope, okay. that's wrong too. That's okay. wrong too. So uh, we cannot another, do that. Okay, I will let them know. Another thing, like uh, uh, my I ninety four is expiring tomorrow, but I have visa till June thirtieth. So if I cross Mexico border, what will happen to my I-94? Will they stamp according to my husband? What, what, about your, what about your EAD? When is your EAD expiring? Everything is expiring tomorrow. But I, I, I my stamp... So what, what's, what's the purpose why you're going out to Mexico and coming back? Because uh, they, my husband's uh, H-1B is approved till 2024. So I thought they might uh, stamp the I-94 till 2024. So They will I not. They will not. Okay. Even if it does, your EAD is not approved. So you still have to wait. There's nothing okay. you're achieving by going outside the country. So they cannot uh, uh, stamp the I-94 based on my no. husband's... No, okay. they cannot. So some people are doing and they are... There is only 1% of the people. I don't know how they got succeeded. But okay. what are you achieving there by going... Your EAD is still not there. Yeah, I can just uh, uh, update my I-94 and uh, amend my EAD saying that my I-94. Yeah, that's, that's no. going to take a long time. So okay. there's nothing and, you're achieving by that. Okay. And they 
also i am planning to go back to india and work from india to the indian branch but the you only can. thing because of the travel ban if i leave the country my dependents application also will be cancelled is it that because they you file an you, you file an extension is it right Yes. Yes. Extension will extension will be adjudicated. You're fine. You can go outside the country. You can work in India. You can come back uh, with But a stamping, will, of course. Yeah. What will happen to my children who is in United States with my? That's husband? fine. Their extension. Your extension will be approved. So is their extension will be. Okay. So when I go to India, uh, they won't become uh, uh, out of status, right? Because no, ma'am. They won't. They won't. No? They won't become out of status. Okay. If it was a change of status to H four and you're leaving. Yes, it is right. It will be abundant. But if it's an extension of status, you are in good shape. Okay. okay? My husband's already H one B approved till twenty. You already told me that. You okay. already told me that. So next okay. person and the last Thank person, please. Thank you, Pradeep. Hi. <clears throat> um, hi, Rahul. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Um, so I have a very small question. So uh, I am on F one OPT. uh and my wife is in india and she is on f2 and because of the travel ban she is not able to come back um so but there is an exception for people who are on f1 opt from july 1 uh so does it mean that she can travel here uh based on that exception after july 1 you know what i don't have an answer drop an email to me at info@rnlagroup.com at okay i can't remember on top of my mind whether f2s can travel uh i want to answer i don't want to give you a wrong answer to you drop an email to me at info@rnlagroup.com at okay 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 thank you thank you so much thank you guys for coming the next conference call will be don't forget that there is another conference call from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock today central time um zoom conferences you can attend that one too um it's i, I have given that link to you in the chat if anybody wants to look into it thank you guys for coming in thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast we sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review for more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com have an awesome day